This is Saturday morning's must-listen formula. Set to go. Ready. Racing. The best minds in the business are ready to have their say. This is the Melbourne Racing Panel. Great to have Mark Hunter, David Gately and Jamie Rogers join me for the next hour to drill down on this meeting at Flemington. As I welcome you into the program, Mark Hunter, happy new market day. How are you feeling? Morning, Warren. It's a beauty. Gee, it's, a, it's a great day's racing on our best track in Australia. We'll be presenting great order, so looking forward to it. And a note through the week coming through from Lee Jordan regarding the depth of the, the new market. Since they've been doing official ratings here in Victoria, 2004, Dave Hagan, the Chief Handicapper, saying it's the strongest edition of the, the new market when you take into account the average ratings of all the horses. So he's saying that it's a, it's a really deep race. It probably doesn't have much of a tail as sometimes it can have. How do you see it? Well, you go from the Oakley Plate, which was a good race, and then you throw in, you know, top and bottom, throwing your private eye on the zoo, I wish I win, and then in secret and as much as down the bottom. And it's a cracking race. And just trying to line up those, the three-year-olds, the open company horses, can they win with the weight? Where will they be in the run? Which part of the track will they go to? It's a, it's a fascinating race to try and dissect. How are you feeling about the new market and the other races throughout the day, David Gately? Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Ted and, and team. Yeah, always excited at this point of the day. So, um, yeah, let's hope the cards fall our way. One via the SMS just regarding where Ollie is. Unfortunately, Ollie's got an untimely suspension, but we'll have Ollie back sooner rather than later, but not riding today. Jamie Rogers, some of these markets have been up for a little while, particularly the, the new market. How's the, the, the morning dawn for you? Yeah, good morning, Warren, and good morning to all the listeners and the team. Well, we've seen some really great money coming through across both the Rose Hill meeting and Flemington. In fact, the best-backed runner in the entire country is coming out of the new market, and that is I Wish I Win, currently at $4.60. I'll go through that market in more detail when we get up to it, but there's also another well-backed runner in that race as well. But we're also seeing some good support coming out of race one, number four, Shock em Over, and race two, number six, What You Need. And if you're having a bet at Rose Hill, the best-backed runner there today is coming out of race six who gotcha she is very short now she's into a dollar 55 but she's definitely the best backed runner on that program as well as introducing coming out of race two really interested to get some updates as we get right through the the program and we kick off over the 2000 meters a benchmark 80 to start the card on super saturday no scratchings in the first so it will be clear of deductions jamie you've just referenced there's been some support for number four shock em over how's the market look at the moment so, Warren, to start the day, the first three races sees very, very popular favourites, and that is certainly the story in race one. So we'll start with the one in Alverdun at $5. It's had a little bit of support. The two sparkle would be the second best backed runner in this race at $5.50, as well as the three, Independent Road at $5.50. But this favourite, the four, Shockham over at $2, is holding five times more than any other runner at this stage. And then the five, King's Gospel at $19, is the best of the rest. How are you reading the speed here, Mark? Well, I think Foggy will get J-Rod 2 out the gates. Warren and Crossland and lead. From there, he'll dictate, uh, holding their spot from closer in, Alva Dunn and Independent Road. And you probably think Sparkle rolls across just behind that. And Shockham over, I think we'll try and keep a few behind. I think Willow will park Shockham over about 15th side. Probably closer than it's used to. That's what he tends to do, and I think it'll win. Nice horse, Shockham over. Ran well first up, running eighth in a completely... Probably unsuitable day, race, track pattern. Nothing was right for it, but finished the race off well. Last time, just got strung up in traffic, got clear, couldn't quite peg back the, the winner, but still ran well. The only issue might be if you think it's better on soft ground. So as long as the dry track 
as long as it runs as well on the dry and there's no evidence that it won't, then I think Shock and Rover will win. Independent Road, I think, if there is a danger, is probably it. Uh, Zara jumps on, gets a beautiful run just behind the speed. Just got strung up in traffic for a little bit longer than it needed last time to run well. One over done. In terrific form, go forward on the speed. Got the claim. I think the weight just might grab it this time and take your pick after that. Maybe number five, the King's Gospel, has got a place chance. But I think four will win, four, three, one and five. Quite a confident pick from Mark Hunter to kick off the day. Gator, how do you see the first? Yeah, look, in my humble, I think there's, there's three uh, winning hopes. I think Shockham over has to turn the tables on Overdone. Uh, so that, uh, you know, all things being equal. Um, so that's him, third up with a three-kilo swing drawn in. Uh, I think Sparkle is well above average. She worked wide on a really strong speed at her Australian debut, stuck on well. No match for the Quinella last week, but beat fourth clearly. They did run fast time. Uh, she's had a go at 2,000 at home in Japan, beaten about six lengths in a stakes race. Independent Road probably should have won last time. He's just strung up at the key stage, and uh, he's really good pride about working on a fast speed. So they're my three, numbers two, four, and three from one. Four, two, three, and one from you, Gator. Four, two, three, uh, and one. Sorry, that's my bad. Two on top from four, three, one. Two, four, three, and one. Mark Hunter with number four, three, one, and five. I'm keen on shock him over here was easy to see that he was strung up in traffic at the Valley. His runs, interestingly, have all been on, on tight tracks, Mooney Valley and Cranbourne. I think he'll appreciate the, the firm, firmish track here earlier in the day. Mark said it, it's a query, and, and I suppose race day we've got to see it, but good for that the nights are a bit cooler. I think he'll get his toe in the ground to some extent, and he should appreciate the spacious Flemington track. Four for me, clearly. Two sparkle. The quick backup's interesting and, and really ran through the line OK behind Munamek last start. It's a decent form reference for this independent road. He's that little bit one-paced. He was strung up in traffic and, and a touch unlucky last start. And Alva Dunn had the better of shock him over last start, but did have conditions to suit. Keen on four, ahead of two, three and one for me in the first. Race two's down the straight over 1,100 metres for the three-year-olds. Take out numbers nine and ten. Jamie, how's the market shaping here? So we're in another race where there's a very well-backed favourite. But outside of the favourite, we are seeing some support coming through for some of the other horses. Significantly less, but it is coming through. So one of those is the one in Kwong Tri. At $31, she is one of the better-backed runners outside of the favourite. The two, Mulane, is at $10. The three, KGB, at $5 has also been popular. The four, Lincoln Swear, has also had a little bit of support at $19, as has the five, Tantap Magic, at 26 But the best-backed runner, without a doubt, is the six. What you need at $1.80, he is holding more than four times more than the rest of this field. But, as I said, some of the other horses are also having a little bit of support. How do you think they might run this down the straight, Gainer? Yeah, I think KGB's a really slick horse, a likely leader. I think what you need needs to be far away. Um, Lincoln Square, um, perhaps the pseudo not far off the meter, but KGB looks the leader and probably best chance of success is to roll along at a genuine speed. What you need resumes, uh, look to potential star on debut. Backed off the map, Brashless Scars was coming off a second to Giga Kick. I ran about seven lengths faster than the stakes class Philly Nanagui that day. And a big last 600 figure. I think some were tipping him to win a Coolmore after that. Uh, he didn't go on, obviously. I haven't seen him since a little setback. And stable, not super confident midweek. Say he'd be fitter, which makes me a little bit nervous. But um, hopefully he's, uh, he's simply too good for the grade. 
because um, I've tipped him. General Barker, get that price, looks the danger. Um, Blinkers on this prep, strong jump out, uh, produced a brilliant finale to win on debut, and was four lengths off Giga Kick, one of Notches in a Dane Hill. So I could save there. Mullane got left for dead when Benedetta exploded last week, but he was okay late. Um, wasn't far off the third and fourth horses, I guess. Um, back and notch here. And KGB, two neat jump out wins, uh, goes in as well. Six, eight, two, three. How are you playing this one, Mark? I'm going to go for pseudo each way. Warren, I think uh, I like where it's drawn. It's drawn right next to KGB, who, as Gator said, is the likely leader. So I'm hoping for pseudo can just sit on that horse's shoulder. Stalk it the whole way, get a beautiful toe into the race, and produce at the right time. Fasudo was an outstanding win first up. Second up, the leader just completely controlled that race at the Valley. Fasudo ran well. It's had a break. It's trialled against Clock Strikes, who's a fast trialer, and trialled quite well. So looking for well, Fasudo to run well, to beat Six What You Need, who was an outstanding debut win, running great time. A bit of water under the bridge since then with setbacks and whatnot. It's had a couple of recent jump outs. Not knocked about a couple of go. And then he got the Katsu on the line. as a fair horse last time, but it took some shaking up to get there. So just not sure where what you need is at. Uh, number three, KGB. Both wins have been good. I thought the recent trial down there at Terang was good. It'll give you a good side in front. And eight General Barker with the blinkers going on. Very strong in that recent jump out. Should be finishing off late. Going with seven, just to stalk the speed, get a great run. Seven, six, three and eight. Mark Hunter's numbers there, seven, six, three, and 8, race 2. David Gately going with 6 ahead of 8, 2, and 3. On with number 6, what you need. I think the, the speed through KGB and, and others just might mean he can tuck in just behind that speed. As Mark said, asked to do a bit late in a recent jump out, but did respond, and the debut performance was quite breathtaking. Tongue tie goes on for the first up run. 6 ahead of 8, General Barker, who gets the blinkers on, will be strong Hopefully, as Phil Stokes said, doesn't get too far off the speed. He's run down the straight. Last preparation wasn't that bad in the Dane Hill. Seven for Sudo. Looks a real talent. Looks to have trialled up well to resume here. And three KGB will be there riding the speed. Six, eight, seven and three for me in race two. Race three's first of the stakes races. The group two CUNY stakes for the three-year-old fillies over 1,600 metres. Scratchings are numbers two and four. What's the market telling us here, Jamie? So, Warren, it's a similar story to what we saw in race two, where there's a very dominant favourite and very well-backed, but then there's also some other horses that are now starting to see some support. So one of those is Revolutionary Miss at $3.90. That favourite I mentioned is the three in Shuffle Dancer at $3.10, and she is holding more than double anything else. The five, Wallen by at $6.50, is also starting to see some support, as is the six, Rosetta, at $8.50. The seven, Papillon Club, is also one of the better-backed horses at $6.50. And then one at odds that has had a little bit of a dabble in comparison to the favourite is the eight in Amati at $23. Yeah, I don't think the speed's that clearly defined. Now, Pavitra, who bolted in at Kembla Grange yesterday, would have been part of the speed. We heard Peter Moody earlier this morning saying he thought that Nunthorpe was ridden too close to the speed last start, so she'll be ridden a little bit more conservatively. I think that might leave Papillon Club somewhere near the speed. I don't know if Wallenby or Shuffle Dancer from wider draws roll across. I don't think the speed's clearly defined. It, it could potentially be a messy race from a tempo point of view, but I'm leaning to, to Shuffle Dancer, who was just terrific last start. Her overall runs throughout her career have been great. Good ride from Ben Mallum, just reading the play, getting into the race at the right time, proving too strong. I think the 1,600 metres well within her scope. Three for me ahead of seven. 
Papillon Club, who covered ground in the vanity, I thought under the circumstances stuck on really well. Don't think 1,600 metres will be a problem and could potentially roll forward and, and get into an almost controlling position. Revolutionary Miss has got the placing at Group 1 level, 1,600 metres in the 1,000 guineas. Comes down here with a couple of runs at the elite level, Sydney under her belt and five. Wallenby was good winning last start, getting the momentum when she needed it. Three, seven, one and five for me in the CUNY. Mark, your thoughts? It messed you now, Warren. I had none talked down as the only leader here, so that certainly changed things. I'm, I'm going to tip number three, Shuffle Dancer. I think it was ridden to suit the track last time and probably the race shape. And still won. I don't think that's really the way to ride it, but still got the job done. I think she's got a terrific turn of foot. If she just balances up, she'll ping them down the straight uh, to beat number five, Wallambai, who looks like the mile will be perfect. Got back here, coming into the race too strong last time. One revolutionary miss. Going around in better company. Didn't exactly savage the line last time, but gets a good run from the draw. And nine eternal flame, who had no luck last start. Probably needs a miracle from the back, but nice horse eternal flame will be running on. In three... Just needs a bit of luck in transit. It can out-sprint them three, five, one, and 9. How are you playing the CUNY, Gator? Yeah, look, I'm with Revolutionary Miss. She was just right on the heels of the elite fillies in the surround. She was only second up. Uh, she was third quickest time ranking-wise that race. Her one goal at a mile, she was second in 1,000 guineas to Madame Pomery. It was on a heavy track. I think we all concede she's much better on drier ground. Shuffle dancer, flying, appealing club. Seven weeks between runs into the vanity. She was good. Safely beats Royal Merchant, who then gave Shuffle Dancer a big scare in the Armanesco. And Wollombi, of course, uh, beat Papillon Club there. So, um, yeah, it all ties in pretty well. One, three, seven, five. They're David Gately's numbers in race three, the CUNY. One, three, seven, five. Mark Hunter's numbers are three, five, one, and nine. I'm also with the three ahead of seven, one, and five in the first of the features, the Group 2 CUNY. It's Super Saturday, Newmarket Stakes Day. Uh, 150th running of the Group 1 Classic. We'll take a break on the Melbourne Form Panel. Back with plenty more after this.